This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a snack and get ready for Food Fables. It was another brisk day at the original farmer's market in Los Angeles. And once again, Dimitri found himself at the stovetop of the pie shop's neighboring Mediterranean food stall. Dimitri had prepped at home and was simply stewing together another traditional soup over the warm, open flame, as his last kitchen adventure of borscht, a beet soup, had reheated his memories as a teen and led him forward in time from Russia to Istanbul, the next of his family's restaurant homes. Dimitri sampled a small spoonful and, satisfied with the zesty flavor and aroma, tucked a handful of fresh mint sprigs into his shirt pocket, careful not to crush them under his suspender strap, and carried the pot of soup out to the community tables. Many market-goers were already making their way with lunchtime snacks to their seats at the community table that was covered with sprinklings of mint leaves. Ah, mint for St. Patty's Day, right? One person in the crowd asked. Dimitri set the pot down on an oven mitt in front of an opening at the table that was saved for him, next to a few stacks of his Japanese soup spoons. That is one part of the story, Dimitri said with a smile. Certainly my favorite part of this holiday, all of the flavorings and colorings done with this wonderful herb. Dimitri picked up a leaf from the table, bringing it to his nose with a deep inhale. That fresh, sweet aroma, so uplifting and energizing. But of course there's more to it than its color, its flavor, its smell. Look closely. Dimitri held the leaf up in front of his eye, moving it in and out like it were a magnifying glass. There's history in those lines, its veins, don't you see? Dimitri winked, then popped the leaf into his mouth, chewing and swallowing, and exhaling a refreshing sigh like a gum commercial. The crowd laughed. Yes, timely indeed for the all-things-green holiday, but more importantly, this herb symbolizes hospitality in many cultures and has traditionally been offered as a sign of friendship and welcome, a tradition that dates back to ancient Greece and Rome. According to Greek mythology, there once were two strangers visiting a village where they were met with indifference and brashness. The local villagers did not welcome the strangers. They were not offered shelter, nor food, nor a simple friendly smile. But finally, after being denied and ignored home after home, the strangers came upon one final house, where a kind, elderly couple invited them in and offered them supper. Before the meal, the couple rubbed down their table with mint to give it a clean and fresh scent. After being welcomed with such warmth, friendliness, and generosity, the strangers revealed themselves to be the gods, Zeus and Hermes. They turned the couple's home into a temple, and from that day on, the mint plant became a symbol of hospitality. Dimitri pulled a full branch of mint from his shirt pocket and held it up to the crowd, then extended his arms out wide. You are always welcomed around these tables, over these meals. 
He smiled as the crowd cheered. Ah, and speaking of meals, Dimitri began scooping single-serve portions into the soup spoons, topping each with a fresh mint leaf plucked from his shirt pocket. The full spoons were carefully passed around the table. Dimitri filled one final spoon for himself and brought it first to his nose, eyes closed, then took a small sip between his smiling lips. All the warmth, beauty, aroma, and flavors of the Mediterranean amidst a gloomy winter afternoon. How I love the way food can take you places, to all corners of the world with just one taste, one sensation triggering the rest. Dimitri's eyes were still closed. Just like that, I'm back in Istanbul. The soup is as powerful as they say. What do they say? Someone asked. Dimitri opened his eyes, still smiling, and motioned with his spoon to the crowd. This red lentil, bulgur, and mint soup is called Ezogelin, soup of Ezo the bride, or Turkish bride soup. According to Turkish legend, this soup cures homesickness, calms stomach aches, brings good health and good fortune, and reminds one to embrace past and future adventures. Some brides-to-be eat it for breakfast on the morning of their wedding day to fortify them for their future. The recipe traces back to young Ezo, a stunningly beautiful young woman from south-central Turkey, close to the Syrian border, born in the early 1900s. Tales of her beauty paint the picture of a real-life Snow White, fair skin, rosy cheeks, and dark hair. Though there are variations in the way her story is told, it is almost always one of suffering and homesickness. Ezo was unlucky in love, having been married off twice, miserable in both marriages. Her second marriage took her away from her homeland, across the border into Syria. Her life there was plagued by a mother-in-law, who was notoriously impossible to please. As the story goes, Ezo came to create this soup as a means of winning over her mother-in-law. Some accounts say it worked, while others declare it did not. And in any case, poor, homesick Ezo passed away in Syria, only ever feeling at home with the comfort of this recipe. Just as the story itself, the flavor of the soup can be drastically different across Turkey, depending on the cook or climate. My mother always cooked it this way blended the lentils and made it with red pepper paste, and a little extra spearmint, a smoother consistency, whereas others may be chunky and thick. In Istanbul, restaurants, including the one my parents once ran, often top it with melted mozzarella or feta cheese. Southern Turks make it spicier, sometimes topped with shaved carrots or red pepper, while Northern Turks tend to be heavier on meat stock. But no matter the recipe, you'd be hard-pressed to find a single kebab restaurant in Turkey that doesn't serve this soup. Rumors have even spread that you would not even be able to get your restaurant licensed if this soup were not on your menu. The crowd laughed. Dimitri pulled the final full sprig of mint from his shirt pocket with his free hand and twirled it in his fingers. This little herb is colored by many stories from tradition and mythology whether it be part of a recipe's story or the star of its own, like its history and hospitality, or even the tale of its own name. What tale is that? A child in the crowd eagerly asked. Dimitri winked, bit off a leaf from the mint branch, and chased it with the last sip of his soup. As always, with a wipe of his napkin across his lips, like a curtain unveiling the opening act, Dimitri began his story. Dimitri spoke. 
In ancient Greek mythology, there was once a river nymph named Minth who presided over the river Cocytus, one of the five rivers that surrounds the kingdom of the underworld, each coming from a different corner of the earth. Minth was beautiful and enchanting, and it wasn't long before she caught the eye of Hades, the god of the underworld. Hades fell in love with Minth and would sneak around to see her behind his own wife Persephone's back. But Minth grew a little too confident, and she bragged to other fairies how Hades desired her more than he did his own wife. She reveled in his attention, and the more she craved it, the more she bragged about how she could keep him all to herself, claiming to be more noble and more outstandingly beautiful than the dark-eyed queen of the underworld. Whisperings of her flaunts eventually made their way to the ears of Persephone, who was immediately enraged over her husband's wandering eye. Persephone confronted Minth, who could only choke on her once boastful words, her tongue striving to even make a sound out of the fear that overcame her within Persephone's shadow. Persephone cast a powerful spell, turning Minth into a crawling plant to live on the earth, cursed to be trampled upon and crushed. Not even Hades could undo the spell. The best he could do was to give Minth a magnificent aroma so that she would always be noticed and never taken for granted. When man did tread upon her, and when her leaves and stems were crushed, she would sweeten the air and fill the area with a wonderful fragrance, so that Hades could once again sense her enticing presence. So, the mint plant is said to be sacred to Hades, and was traditionally used in ancient Greek and Roman funeral rites, as the herb's sweet aroma hid other, less pleasant odors. And to this day, the mint plant grows on the earth, crawling and spreading in her endless search for her love. Hades. The end. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. Bye.